uh, I continue to, to try to sow hope and uh, curate hope with my coaching practice as well, helping people learn how to do what I did, which was leave a very lucrative, very stressful, high seven figure job to completely start over without the knowledge of what that was going to be next, you know, but I just felt called. And I would say to anybody that's listening, like if you sense in your spirit, if you feel deep down inside, like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, I'd say, listen to that. You know, that, yeah. that's all I did ultimately was listen to that and obeyed that and move forward with that. And I think that that's uh, sometimes if you can't see, you know, sometimes I, I'm a guy, I, I'm a risk taker. So I'll jump first and then figure out how I'm going to grow my wings or where I'm going to land or whatever. And I recognize not everybody's made that way. But for me, that, that's been the biggest blessing and biggest surprise of my journey is that God gets a chance to show up. Hi, I'm Victoria Dume, host of the Field by Gratitude podcast. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Field by Gratitude podcast has the pleasure of interviewing and having raw, authentic conversations with amazing guest speakers who are entrepreneurs, coaches, business professionals, and everyday amazing human beings. Each individual is here to share their testimonies and principles to living a life in which you're not just surviving, but a life in which you are thriving in. Today's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Sean Davis. He's a certified ULA life coach, an adventurer, and hope dealer, and of course, the host of the Hope Radio podcast that's available on iTunes, Apple, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You're going to enjoy today's episode because I feel like it is a trending topic, the great resonation, but what he calls the great reflection. Whether for you, it's a career transition or a reflective time in your life where you are considering you know, doing something different, doing things you've never done before, adventuring into a new career, maybe going back to school, or just looking at the way that you are living life right now and the time that you are spending. How intentional are you with your time, with your life, and the way that you spend with your loved ones? I think this is a great episode for everyone to just check out and listen to. No matter where you are in this stage of life, I believe the great reflection has definitely impacted every single one of us. So enjoy today's episode with Sean Davis. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode on the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. I have someone on here that I am super excited to have him share more about his journey, his business. His name is Sean Davis, and he's a certified ULA life coach. And he's, he's, he calls himself the hope dealer, but we connected through the ULA Life Ambassador platform. I'm in a, an ULA Life uh, Ambassador as well. And I saw his story kind of being highlighted on one of the ULA Life pages and I loved it. And I'm going to have him share more about that. I'm not going to give his story away, but I think what is going to be talked about today is going to resonate with a lot of you guys that are listening. And if you've heard the term, the great resonation, it's something that is kind of trending right now with people making huge transitions in their life and then their careers, leaving something that they've known and have had comfort in or that provided so much security in their lives, but um, it's coming to an end for many people. And I think what Sean is going to share with us today will be able to be 
a tool or resource or even a mindset that can help you if you are in this position yourself. So Sean, without further ado, please come in, say hi, introduce yourself, let us know a little bit more about who you are and your story. I'm super grateful, first of all, to have you on the podcast. Thank you for saying yes to being interviewed with me. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. You know, I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Victoria. And I'm happy to be here. And uh, yeah, a little bit about me. You know, I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Jen. Uh, we've been married, will be 28 years this year. Incredible. And, uh, we have four amazing sons. Uh, our oldest is 25. Our youngest is 15. And we had two real quick, got overwhelmed, backed off for six and a half years, and then had two <laughs> kids. So, you know, it's, uh, it's we, we, we live in Northern California. We live at the base of the Northern California Sierra Nevada Mountains. And so we're about 45 minutes outside of Lake Tahoe, uh, about an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes outside of San Francisco, and about an hour outside of Napa. So we live in a great area. We like to adventure. We like to explore. We like to have fun. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm very happy to be here and happy to uh, tell everyone about a little bit about my story, about hope, about uh, perseverance, about making big moves and big changes. So I'll let you lead the way. Yeah, I know. And I love that you're wearing his hat. I know you guys can't see it because you're listening to the audio. It says never give up. I love that. I actually have a mug that says that I'm a mug person. You guys, if for those who know me already, they know that I'm a coffee lover and I love, I have a mug that says never give up as well. Um, but yeah, it's perseverance, everything you just said, everything that you represent, like if people, you know, obviously we're going to link your information in the com in the show notes, but they can see you, you shine and you can see that you're that you're the definition of what you say you are and what you speak about. I love that. And I think, you know, where I want to kind of go with this interview is a little bit, share a little bit more with what, how I connected with you, that story about you leaving and, you know, taking a huge leap of faith in transitioning out of what you've always known in your career to yeah. leaping forward and how, like, what is your, share that story, but also like <laughs> for someone who is listening that is in that transitional stage, whether it's maybe they're with a company that they've loved and they've been loyal to for a long time, but now are, is battling something that's not feeling in alignment, or it is something, a career, career move. It could even be relationship wise. You know, um, I know people are, are listening in and are in that, that fork in the road, I guess you can say, um, to <laughs> yes, share again about your story and how you did that and what mindset, you know, what, what did you have to adjust and shift and pivot to be able to go in and now still live successfully and happy and joyful like you do today? Yeah. So thank, thank you for that, uh, that lead in. And I would say, you know, I think COVID brought with it what I call the great reflection, you know, mm. people were at home, they were uncertain. The future was uncertain. And there was a lot of people that were left with feelings of um, where, where is this all going to lead? And then being at home, a lot of people, because kind of, what happens is for me, I was in finance for 22 years. So I was a financial advisor for 22 years. And so I went through this, this great reflection, which led to a great resignation for a lot of people from COVID. I went through that a few years before, back in 2018. But the reality of it is, is I think COVID brought people to a, to a place where they had the time to think and reflect mm -hmm. and think about the quality of their life. They had the ability to speak with their family. They had the ability to share time with their family. And I think a lot of people 
you know, realized that their ladder was leaning against the wrong wall. You know, you climb the ladder of success, but I, I was told by somebody way, way back when, be careful that your ladder isn't leaning against the wrong wall. And so under that premise, I think a lot of people have, have done the best that they could, but then this time of reflection of, is my life heading in the direction that I wanted to? For me, that happened in 2018. So I'm a former financial advisor. Um, I spent nine, almost 10 years on the radio in Sacramento. That's how I marketed for my services. And so I was a, um, a guy that had a seven figure income. You know, it was easy for us at the time with the radio to make a million plus a year. I had seven staff. I had, you know, 400 clients. And uh, quite honestly, I was dying inside. I mean, that job was killing me. I'd been in it for 22 years. And it was one of those careers where if you can imagine caring for somebody's life savings, you know, like for me, when I would go on vacation and the stock market would, would freak out or, or be volatile, I, I couldn't stay on vacation any longer because I had to worry about who I had to handhold, who was upset, who was nervous, what was going on back with the practice. And so there was a lot of weight that came with that business. And it was something that I couldn't escape. And the longer it went on, I'll just give you context. You know, the radio show gave us a great opportunity to market, but at the height of the radio show, I was spending uh, half a million dollars a year on radio. I had to make literally as a commissioned salesperson at the time, I had to make $75,000 a month just to break even with all of the costs that I had for my practice. And so all of that was on me, that stress, that weight, I was carrying that. And so, um, you know, to summarize, long story short, I, I, I had just felt this, I'm, I'm a really spiritual person. And I felt deep inside that God was calling me to do something different. I just didn't exactly know what that was, mm -hmm. but I was confident that my season or my time being a financial advisor was coming to an end, that that was over. And um, so, but I felt stuck because I had a very interesting practice. It was a very unique practice. It was a very niche based practice. And so my concern was, um, how do I find a buyer? Who's going to buy it? Who's going to want to take this practice because it was so specialized? And so, you know, if God calls you to it, he's going to see you through it. Um, so he ended up providing me a buyer that loved my practice. I ended up selling the practice and completely getting out of the business. And my wife asked me, you know, what are you going to do? What's, what's next? And I said, I have no idea, but again, if God calls me to it, he's gonna see me through it. I'm sure he's gonna figure that out. So I, I left, I just dropped everything and completely left the career without the knowledge of exactly what was gonna come next. Jen and I had watched a lot of episodes of uh, Fixer Upper. <laughs> so we decided that um, maybe flipping a house would be fun. And so we decided to, after I sold my practice, um, endeavor to flip a house and did that a couple of times, ended up buying four more. Um, and over the next year and a half, flipped 12 houses, high-end houses in Sacramento. And uh, really COVID for me came at a time when we had five houses in the mix and um, we had significant carrying costs at the time. And so a little backstory, when I first started radio, um, Back in 2009, I did it and it, it didn't quite work out the way I expected to. And uh, through a process of revelation and, and reach outs and God and everything else, we, we turned it into something that was a lead machine. It, it became a, a, a lead magnet. And like I said, I ended up spending a lot of money on it. 
Well, about a year into it, I had a dream that um, God was calling me to do a show on hope, that hope would be a good subject. Now, so again, for that context, spending half a million dollars a year on radio, um, I had no idea who would pay for a show of hope. I had no idea how I'd make money. I had no idea how to sustain it or support it because radio is expensive. And so it was one of those things that just um, sat with me, sat in my spirit. And it became one of these things I was reminded of yearly, told some friends about it, told my wife about it, but still had no idea how to move forward with it. And so um, ended up selling the practice in 2018. So you fast forward, flipping houses, we got five houses, 2020 shows up. And then we get COVID, right? So we have COVID and the quarantine. And during that first quarantine, I felt like God was calling me now, do it now, do this show on hope now and do it as a podcast. I had all the equipment that I used to have to sustain my radio show. And so Jen and I started the Hope Radio Podcast. The reason I call myself a hope dealer is that we decided to uh, do this podcast. And what our idea was, is we'd bring people on that had experienced significant adversity in their life and uh, have them come on and share their story, everything from cancer two times to uh, a, a mother who lost her son, a couple of stories like that, to people that had uh, lost everything and gone bankrupt, you know, you just name it. And so the idea was that if I brought these people on and shared their stories with others, you know, their story, their, often these, what we felt like was life-ending circumstances became a mechanism or a catalyst for them to find their purpose or change their life or rise higher or become stronger. And so, you know, we, we've done 120 interviews on the Hope Radio podcast, and uh, I continue to, to try to sow hope and uh, curate hope with my coaching practice as well, helping people learn how to do what I did, which was leave a very lucrative, very stressful, high seven figure job to completely start over without the knowledge of what that was going to be next, you know, but I just felt called. And I would say to anybody that's listening, like if you sense in your spirit, if you feel deep down inside, like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, I'd say, listen to that. You know, that, yeah. that's all I did ultimately was listen to that and obeyed that and move forward with that. And I think that that's uh, sometimes if you can't see, you know, sometimes I, I'm a guy, I, I'm a risk taker. So I'll jump first and then figure out how I'm going to grow my wings or where I'm going to land or whatever. And I recognize not everybody's made that way. But for me, that, that's been the biggest blessing and biggest surprise of my journey is that God gets a chance to show up. When you yeah. jump first and just obey what you feel like you don't have to know everything about what's going to happen, then I think it increases your faith. That's so true. I, I have a lot of, I have a personal testimony of that in my life as well. I um, definitely have loved to surrender to God's plan because I think it makes life so much more fun <laughs> when you don't have And to scary know. sometimes, you know? <laughs> it's scary, but it's like, it's also gives you the opportunity to experience so many miracles, you know, like yeah. I think miracles come in such just all different forms. And I think sometimes people think miracle is like something insane, you know, like, you know, someone who, you know, was blind and then they literally start seeing, but I think miracles show up in all these different, like these ways that we miss. And yeah. when you literally live in that surrender mode, you get to experience all the miracles, like big and yeah. small and just how things work out and how this one connection led to this and then all of a sudden led to something else and then you look back and you're like oh my gosh all of this 
was orchestrated so perfect. Like how would we have ever known that that one thing was going to lead to that, you know, and that is how my life has been showing up in this last five years. And probably when I look back before the five years, I say five years, because it was like my biggest pivotal transitional time in my life with just a lot of changes. Um, But I know if I look back, I can see those things over and over again, but we just miss it. And just most recently, I have a group course going on right now. I'm a coach as well. And I have a group course with a whole bunch of women in it. And every Monday we do our live session and we, I shared, um, the move I shared about the movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. If you've never seen it, please watch it. It's really, really fun. Um, it's called Mr. Magorium's Magic Emporium. I don't know if you've ever seen it. <laughs> I'm not sure if I have or not, but I know my wife has wanted me to watch it. So maybe I did. I don't know. So I'm one of those people. I like to go very deep. I like to like look into the messages of things. And whereas one person just sees what's on the surface, I'm like, unraveling you know the messages and I'm like there's and so in the movie I don't want to spoil it for you but it's about this like magical uh toy store and there's like these characters in there well there's this accountant that is hired to come in and help Mr. Magorium get some things adjusted because it's his time to leave and he's leaving the store to a worker in the in the in the now you've dogged my memory I do remember I do remember it so what was really interesting is that, you know, there's this, this magical toy store, but he doesn't see the magic, even though it's like all around him, he doesn't see it. And so I was talking to my fiance about this. I was like, you know, babe, like this, the characters in there are representative people. There's, there's Mr. Magorium, who's this ma- magical person and brings magic to everything. And then there's the, the associate that he's going to pass it on to who sees all the magic but she doesn't believe she can be the one to produce the magic, even though she sees it. And then there's the accountant who's like, he doesn't, he's in this magical toy store and he's missing all the magic around because he's not even in the alignment of seeing the magic, even though it's all around. And the, you know, the people are like, how do you not see it? It's all around. But he just, the way that the movie goes, like he's missing it. Like he just misses it. And I was like, this is life. Like, this is so life. This is people. There's these, all these versions of people. There's a people that believe they have the magic and they have that, that God works in them and through them. And they're the source and vessel for that. And they can create that. And then there's the people that see people having all the goodness and see that God can help others and that others are doing it, but they don't believe that God can do it to them. You know, like that they can also create that magical life for themselves and create the magic in their life. And then you have the people that just don't believe in it, that don't believe that impossibilities that don't believe in the magic. And they're the ones usually kind of like restricting and, um, trying to figure it out, like I'm the one in control and they don't allow the magic. They don't surrender to the magic that is there. And that's when I say that like living in surrender mode is actually the most fun and the most magical because you're going to see all of these really cool things when you just let your guard down and just like say, God, all right, let's do this. Um, So I just, I love that you brought that up because it reminded me of I used that example with the ladies and I was like, whatever, you know, there's that quote, like whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right. Yeah. And Henry Ford um, quote. Huh? Henry Ford quote. Yes. And uh, so I love everything that you're saying. And I love that you are a testament to just living in that faith and living in that surrender mode and just leaping and knowing that like 
God just shows up in just amazing ways. I, I love all of that. Um, what would you say, like, if you were to give like top two or top three, however many like mindset tips, like what type of mindset would you say someone has to take on if they're in that, that transition mode? Like <laughs> I know fear is, is rampant. I think fear is like way too out there right now in 2022. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just going to say, you know, uh, three words, faith over fear. Yeah, you know, I, th I think that if you are a spiritual person, if you are a faith filled person, you know, um, if you're making a big transition, you need to, and there's uncertainty, which often there is, um, I think you need to have that that faith, you know, and, and I think that it takes a while, you know, for me, as everybody has, you know, I've been through some stuff that felt like it was uh, life changing, life ending life. I mean, you know, we all you've been on this planet long enough, and you're going to experience your fair share of adversity. I think the blessing for me was experiencing a lot of challenges in my life um, really gave me the fortitude and the strength and the the strength of faith to jump when I felt like I was being called to jump. And so I think you have to have that mindset. I think you have to believe that your future possibility, the possibility of the future that you could create if you make this change, especially if you feel unsettled if you, or if you feel unfulfilled, the possibility of that future that you create is much greater than what you have now. I mean, like for me, uh, so a little backstory too, ever since I was in my early 20s, I've subscribed to a personal philosophy um, and it's all through one word. It's called Kaizen. And, and Kaizen is a Japanese word that um, represents continuous ongoing improvement. They use it a lot in their manufacturing processes, you know, continue to improve, continue to, to sow efficiency, continue to try to, to be the best that you can. Um, another example is Lexus, relentless pursuit of perfection, right? So the idea of Kaizen is for me, I want to be, uh, continue to be a, a better version of myself. I want to be a better mm -hmm. husband to my wife. I want to be a better father to my kids. I want to be a better community leader, faith leader, you know, all of those things above. So to me, embracing that, that idea of change, I'm one of these guys that does not wither when it comes to change. Like I, I seek it. I seek discomfort that way. So the mindset that I think you have to have is, is change is good and faith over fear. You know, to me, you can't that. grow unless you challenge yourself. You can't mm -hmm. evolve unless you're changing something that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. And so to me, that's, that's important, you know, faith over love fear that. and, you know, continue to, to change and grow. Yeah, I love that. Yes, I, 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 I'm there with you. We're 100% in alignment. I believe that in, um, resistance is needed and discomfort is needed because that's where you have the most opportunity to grow and expand. And my program right now that, I'm, uh, that I have, it's my third year doing it, um, it's called the Cocoon Challenge. And the whole point, the whole reason it's called that is because it represents the caterpillar metamorphosis and new new creation and but it's in the cocoon it's in that struggle it's in that resistance it's in the discomfort where you get the the change and where you get to transform um and you know even in fitness like the resistance is what expands you and grows you and you can either settle to be okay where you are and just plateau and keep doing the same things you've always done or you're gonna up it up and 
go do the hard things so you get better results in life or different results that you've ever had. So we're so much in alignment. I know we just met and we're like so in alignment with everything. Are there any practices, rituals that you recommend that you do, that you are, you like live by, you're like, this is what I do. This is either a night ritual, a morning ritual, a weekly ritual. Is there something that you do and that you practice that you can maybe like impart or suggest or advise people to have maybe incorporate into their lives that can help enhance like their spirituality or their physical mental health? Yeah. So when, when you're going through the process of evolving and growing as you're, as you're point was made with the cocoon challenge you know the transformation happens in the cocoon right so like you you have to go inward first mm-hmm. before you can then go outward right and so in that process i think number 1 the title of your podcast is is a great place to start for me at the at the greatest times of let's say uncertainty despair um, frustration you know that process of stretching and growing and being uncomfortable etc gratitude is a big one to be thankful for the little things to sit there and, and in the morning, you know, be thankful for your eyesight to be thankful for your sense of smell. I mean, I, like, I, I, I was thankful for the most mundane things in COVID because like some people couldn't walk, they couldn't breathe, they couldn't move. They didn't have their family around them. So like you could, you could, you, you could list a hundred different things very easy. And when you focus on what you are grateful for, you know, it takes your attention away from what you lack. So I I think that's, that's an important thing. The other thing that I think is consistent with me on a, on a day-to-day basis is I'm a huge, huge um, believer that the most valuable thing that I have, that I have not unlimited resources is my time. So I'm a real big believer in um, being intentional about what you do with your time and what you do with your schedule. And I think that that's one thing that people don't take as seriously as they, as they need to. I'm not a real big quote unquote to-do list guy, but I am a big, okay, for this next, you know, because I have a coaching practice, we, we have a adventure van rental business that we're doing. Um, I'm part owner in a, in a solar company. So I've, I mean, I've got a lot of distractions that um, can, can take my focus away. And so to me, you know, that idea of, of, of handed banded time, blocked time for this next two hours, I'm going to do X. And for this next three hours, I'm going to do Y. And being intentional about um, how I build my day and build my schedule um, I think the, that those are two things, you know, focusing on gratitude and being intentional about how you spend your time are, are two big steps to moving in the direction of, of uh, purpose with your life. Oh my goodness. This is so crazy. Like literally you, you just basically wrote the fifth like 50% of what the cocoon challenge is about. (laughs) That's exactly what one of the things that we teach or that I teach in the program is time blocking and intention setting for, um, being in aligned actions with what you want to create. So we start with like your 2.0 letter, which is your future letter. And then you kind of work backwards and like, what were the aligned actions that you did that are intentionally aligned with that future version of yourself? And then you have to time block, um, two weeks out with like specific, like intentional alignment work. Um, so I love that you said that because I couldn't preach that enough. And my life transformed. Um, and the results I got in life was when I was intentional with the time and I am a huge proponent on time blocking. And I consider them like the aligned actions, uh, appointments with my 2.0 self. So it's like her from my future, like meeting with me and taking those appointments, like 
as I would seriously take any other appointment, whether it's a dentist appointment or a client appointment, like my 2.0 client is my most important client. And then I teach like integrity where like, if something does happen and you didn't get to that appointment, like kids got sick or the, you know, the school called or um, somebody else, you know, showed up and like interrupted whatever that you reschedule it like just restore your integrity and you're still going to do what you said you're going to do but you reschedule it just like you would reschedule a dentist appointment that got you know canceled accidentally or if you're a realtor and you were had a showing and your client had to like move it you would never just not show up for it right you would just reschedule it so i love that thank you for bringing that up so cocoon challengers if you're listening to this episode there you go somebody else affirmed it that scheduling and being intentional with time is so key i love that and gratitude of course this is the fueled by gratitude podcast so thank you for again validating how much gratitude is so important i believe that life should be fueled always in gratitude linked to your heart um i do a gratitude meditation every morning where i literally just like place my hand over my heart i do breath work and then i just say thank you to god like over and over and over again and it's such an immense overwhelmed like most of the time not at the 10 times I cry because I feel God's presence and like what he's done in my life and continues to do and I just go in this intense gratitude mode and there's actually this whole like science behind um activating your heart with your mind um that actually creates like immune boosting like chemicals and this like the heart and your brain and everything that when you feel gratitude and that immense like it literally ignites these immune boosting and I haven't been sick in like five years so I like tell people like if you did this for four it's literally I do it for for four minutes Monday through Friday every day and I don't get sick. I'm just like, I just, I'm, I think my immune system is literally fueled by gratitude. So I just never get sick. And it just cre- creates such a different vert. Like I start my day that way. And then, then my fiance and I have cra- uh, coffee and gratitude. So we do coffee morning and then we each say what we're currently grateful for. So I bring gratitude literally throughout my whole day. So I love that. That's a practice. I think everybody, obviously, this is why my podcast and my whole brand is called Fueled by Gratitude, because (laughs) I think it could change your life if you really not just like have a moment of gratitude, but like literally bringing it out throughout your whole day. I even have a gratitude bell. I should send you one. Give me your address. I will put one in the mail. It says bring, bring the gratitude. So it's like ringing and I ring it all throughout the day. Like it, like someone designed this graphic for our retreat and I rang it, you know, and I sent a video of her ringing it. I just look for reasons to be in gratitude all throughout the day. It literally will change your life. I, when I started this practice, gratitude practice, um, back in 2018, I had, I call it my biggest manifestation year. Like everything that I set out to do like happened. And I really said it was because of the gratitude that I like, started you know because most people think that they're grateful they're like yeah i'm grateful but like if you really check yourself you realize you're more in lack and fear than you are in gratitude and like you can't be in fear and gratitude at the same time like those those emotions can't happen at the same time so if you pick yourself up through gratitude more and more you'll master that energy and you'll master faith way more and it starts to override the fear and so now you're not in that lack and everybody knows when you're in fear, you're in stress, stress mode, 
what happens and your body breaks down, your mental, you know, mental capacity breaks down. So I always tell people like, if you want to change your life, just start with one practice, start with a gratitude practice that you're bringing out throughout the entire day and watch your life change. Um, and then I let that fuel everything else you want to do in life. You know, if you can just start with that. So that's why this podcast is called Fueled by Gratitude and the whole entire brand. So I'm super grateful for you. And I've taken probably enough of your time and I know you're intentional with your time. I appreciate your story. And can you just let us know how, like, how you are available, how many people will be able to connect with you? I'll have any other resources and links in the comments. Um, I know you mentioned your business to business coach, but you do offer some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Is there any other way people can connect with you? You mentioned a podcast, um, any other cool yeah. things? So uh, we're on all the podcast platforms. That's the Hope Radio mm -hmm. Podcast. So sending a shout out to anybody out there that's got a story of hope to share. We would love to interview you. And that's really the only uh, requirement there, a story of hope. You know, how did yeah. you overcome? How did you persevere, et cetera? It's great, great, great show. Great, great podcast. But connecting with me personally, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Graybeard Coaching. And, uh, you know, anybody can reach out, send me a message and uh, we can chat. And so, yeah, individual coaching, business coaching, but yeah, Graybeard Coaching on Instagram and Facebook. And so for your business coaching, I, I read on your page that you basically help businesses scale. Is there any specific thing that you are, that, that you, um, like a specialty for businesses? Because I well, have I've, other... I've helped, you know, obviously myself, I've uh, started a business from nothing, scaled it, grew it, sold it. And so, you know, depending on the on the type of business, I just help people see things different, you know, okay. uh, so whether it's revenue, whether it's efficiency, whether it's planning, whether it's goals, whether it's scaling. I mean, every business is going to have a different objective. Every owner is going to have a different circumstance where they maybe have some weaknesses or some challenges. And so, you know, my process is a discovery process initially. Let's get to know each other. Let me understand your business. And then I can figure out how I can fit in, um, you, you know, once we've gone through that process and, and what right, I might perfect. be able to do to help. Awesome. Because I do have some business owners um, that listen in. So that would be awesome for them to know if this is something that they can connect with you for. Um, well, and well, I love let me make one last selfish plug here, too. I'm a big advocate as much about balance as I am about solar. So going green, saving the planet. I think that, you know, my, my dad taught me when I was a kid. He said, listen, when you borrow something, you know, you return it in equal or better condition than when you borrowed it idea being you borrow somebody's car, you fill it up, right? With gas, you make sure that they're, they're topped off. And I think that we're all here just borrowing time with earth. And I think, you know, we have the opportunity to, to, to really power your house, power your electric vehicle with the sun. So if anybody's interested in solar, if anybody um, has ever thought about taking their power back, then <laughs> uh, certainly reach out. You can reach out to me directly on Graybeard Coaching as well. Oh my goodness. I love that. Maybe you need to be a like sponsored vendor or a table on my power. I have a, a retreat called power her like power. Yeah. Power. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, where women come to be recharged and that's the whole like mod, like brand motto, whatever you want to call it, like the theme. Um, but I love how you just mentioned solar power because yeah, I mean, we're looking for well, vendors if you want to be there. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we love the idea of taking your power back. I mean, that, I mean, that's just, it's just a, it's just a, a phrase, but you know, when you think about it, the only area where you really don't have choice in your life often is with utility providers. You buy a house and whoever the provider is, the provider is, you know, it's not one of those mm -hmm. things where you have 
any control. And so solar is the only way. I mean, like if you could generate your own power, just imagine living in your house and powered by the sun, driving your car powered by the sun and all of it making the planet better because we're, we're, we're relying less on, love it. on dirty grid energy, right? So yeah, right. I, I'm a big advocate, big fan. I love it. I'm in Florida. So I'm in the sunshine state. I love it here. I love the sun. I can never you live have, Do you have solar? No, I should, right? I, yes. I need to get on that. I need to get on that. I will. We'll, we'll talk connect. offline. We'll connect after this uh, interview soon because, yeah, we need to connect for so many reasons. I I have a story of hope, too. I can be on your podcast. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. That'd be I've great. Through a very, very challenging. My life was turned upside down five years ago when I was going through my divorce. That was not in my favor. But anyways, that's a whole nother story. A lot of my listeners know that story. But um, yeah, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much again, Sean, for being on the podcast. Uh, I just love your energy. I love everything you stand for. And um, I can't wait to maybe collaborate again in the future, have you back on the podcast and share with the world what you're up to at that time. Continue to bless everyone with your just vision and mission. And, and again, what you stand for being that source of transformation in people's lives. Thank you, Victoria. I really appreciate it. It's been a blast and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fueled by Gratitude. It is my honor and pleasure to give you a weekly dose of some positivity, uplifting words, and some mindset and lifestyle principles that you can use to transform into your best version. If you loved what you heard today, please share this episode with your friends and make sure to check out my woman mindset group called Mad Women link in the comments in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time on another episode. Break you. So, you know, we we're mentioning fear and failure, you know, where a lot of us are afraid to try something out of fear. And I love Trent Shelton. I, I listen to podcasts and I love Trent Shelton. He talks about perspective. So it really depends on how you look at it. like fear. You can look at it as face everything and run or face everything and rise. You know, so it depends on how you look at it and then fail. Fail is really first attempt in learning. You're not failing, you're learning and growing. And it's essentially what you're doing. And then like the other thing is, Victoria, that I say to people is that you think about like when you learn how to walk, you know, we fell, but we got back up. You fall and you get back because you want it that bad. You want to learn how to walk. When you learn how to ride a bike, drive a car, you know, whatever the case may be, you, you didn't do it over overnight, you know, and then you have habits, good and bad habits. It didn't develop over overnight. It's over time. So these bad habits you can get out of. It's just a little bit at a time. You know, you can't go zero to 100. And the perspective is if you get 1% better every day, by the end of the year, you're 365% better. And that's just an amazing perspective. If you think I about love it. That is incredible.